The following episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends at Stridal. Head to stridal.com now to check out an immense entertainment library filled with racing podcasts and documentaries. You can also check out their Stridal Marketplace where you can sort through some of the best available horses going around the market today. Head to stridal.com now and get shopping. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and again, sadly, I'm not joined by Nick Holland. Don't worry, punters, he is one week away. He's currently living it up in London, but he'll be back next week. I am joined by, perhaps the final time, Claire Winter, Miss Mock. How are you? I'm a bit depressed. You're a bit depressed? Why? I think you know why. (laughs) Because you're getting kicked off the podcast? No, because I had terrible tips last week. (laughs) Yes, let's get stuck straight into it. Last week, Cashy's Day Out, four wins on the Rose Hill card. I almost tipped half the card, and I got a few seconds as well. Great day for Cashy. Uh, Miss Mock? Donuts. Happens to the best of us, but you've experienced it on your second ever episode. I'm now well and truly a mock. Yep. That's my thoughts. You were like, oh, I'm going to get five the first week, five the second week. You got three first week and nothing. Donuts. It was my induction into being a mock. Yeah, well, you're going to have to really impress this week. Do you think you're going to be able to, you know, get back onto the uh, in the good books of the punters before you head back off to the, the website articles? I mean, now, no, I'm not very confident after last week, but that's punting. That's punting. <laughs> 100% that's punting. Good thing I was there to... um. Make up the slack. Um, okay, let's have a look here at what was breaking news this morning. Damien Oliver, set to retire at the end of the year. Very, yes. very sad. I'm very sad about that as well. Very good timing for you because you happened to watch yeah. the cup oh, last night. What a film. Great film. I watched it and then woke up this morning. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> we need more films like the cup in my yeah. opinion. It's great. We need way more horse racing <laughs> movies. We need, like, you know, The Cup, Ride well, like, like a Ride Girl. Like a girl. That one's good. I reckon, my goodness, there's so many stories that could be told yeah. in racing. Um, you know, you've got the old Farlap movie. You've got the old um, Seabiscuit movie. You've got the old – wait, no, is Seabiscuit even a racehorse? I don't even know what Seabiscuit <laughs> is. I don't even no, – Seabiscuit, I've just – it's a horse movie. I can't remember if it's even it's a racehorse. It's made up. What I was actually um, – thinking of was the the American horse. Now that I'm thinking about it, I can't think horse? of it. Oh, no. Oh, no, punters. I'm looking very dumb here. <laughs> I've been put on the spot. I've said sea biscuit, but I know it's not sea biscuit. <laughs> I know it's not sea biscuit. Let me, let me just look. Uh, Secretariat. I was going to say was... Racing Stripes. Not Racing Stripes. Fantastic <laughs> film. Racing Stripes. Fantastic film. Um <laughs> Not Seabiscuit, Secretariat. <laughs> Great film, Secretariat. But um, my goodness me. Um, okay. Moving um, on from that. Moving on from <laughs> that. Um, yes, Damien Oliver. Perhaps one of the best, if not the best, to ever do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, won 18 Group 1s as an apprentice, no less. Probably the best apprentice to ever go around on a track. You know, we get up and about about Tyler Schiller and Dill Gibbons winning one last year, and we're like, that's amazing. Damien Oliver won 18 just as an apprentice. 
impressive. And he now holds the record, probably a record that's going to get chased down by James McDonald one day. But, gee, he's a star. He is an absolute legend of the game. It's very sad to see him go. I think probably this one is the worst retirement since Bossy. That wasn't that long ago, though. I know, but still, like, you know, we've had a few retires since. The biggest loss, you mean. The biggest loss since Bossy. And I think those two going out in the space for a few years is a real big loss to the racing industry. But, of course, we So many new ones coming in. Yeah, exactly. We've got, you know, the new stars coming in. I guess such is life. All righty. Claire, we've had plenty of listener questions this year. Hit me with them. Hit me with the listener questions. some rapid fire going here. All right, this one comes from That Kiwi Punter. Mitchell, what Kiwi horse is the biggest threat to the Aussies this spring? Biggest Kiwi threat to the Aussies has to be Imperatriz, especially since Tia Cow um, is planning to have their Australian uh, training centre out at Cranbourne there, uh, and all of their stars are going to be coming over here and based here um, full-time, at least for the spring, um, if not going forward. And Imperatriz, my goodness, she was fantastic in the autumn. Uh, I think if she's well-placed in a few races, she'll be a massive threat. She should be winning, if not running a place in some very big races in Group 1s. She just needs to be placed in the right ones. Uh, yeah, I have big expectations for the um, the orange and blue this spring, especially with Imperatriz. So that has to be my pick. Very nice. Uh, this next one is from Chick29. How does Nature Strip go this spring? Well, we're going to get into Nature Strip a bit more later in the day. Later in the day, later in the pod, <laughs> because uh, late in the day at Randwick this weekend, Nature Strip makes his big return. Um, I'll say it now, I'll say it again later, but I would say that he has to win this weekend in order to continue racing, yep. in my opinion. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. But on the topic of Nature Strip, we are giving away a Nature Strip prize pack to celebrate the return of the Quaddy Potty for the fifth season. And it's great timing because of Nature Strip's return this weekend. All you have to do to enter punters is head to our Instagram page at the Mock Sports. You're going to go down to our giveaway post. You're going to be making sure that you follow at the Mock Sports and the collaborators with this giveaway at Oz Racing Co. They're the ones that made the excellent one of a hundred kind Nature Strip beanie. And Nature Strip Air Freshener. It's strip themed all the way. You can support Nature Strip if you win this giveaway perfectly. Next time you see him at the track, if he manages to continue racing, all you got to do is make sure you're following the Mock Sports, Oz Racing Co., and then tag a friend. The more friends you tag, the more entries you get. So make sure to head to Instagram and enter that giveaway now. We'll be drawing the winner next Tuesday night. It's a great opportunity to get yourself. Uh, your hands on some great racing merch. I'm stumbling over my words. I'm so excited about this giveaway. But <laughs> to reiterate, punters, if you want to win the Nature Strip beanie, go to our Instagram, follow at the Mock Sports and Oz Racing Co. and tag as many mates as you'd like, and then you'll be going in the running. Fantastic opportunity, Claire. I hope the air freshener doesn't actually smell like him. Doesn't actually smell like a horse. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's new car scent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even better. New car scent, just shaped <laughs> like nature strip silks. It is not horse or horse shit um, scented. Don't be uh, scared away because of yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> don't be scared away because of that. It's new car scent. Um, <laughs> next one, please. Uh, this one's from Hobbo. What are the best five horses in the country at the moment? Best five horses in the country right now, in my opinion, in no particular order. I'd say Giga Kick, Fangirl, Mr. Brightside, Alligator Blood, 
and without a fight. Not all Aussie based, but they're in the country right now. He isn't without a fight um, overseas? No, but it is an overseas original it's, horse, yeah. but in Australia now, I would say, yeah, without, you know, without putting them in order, you could probably make a case for any of them to be going one to five there because on their day, they are all phenomenally talented and they have great range. You know, Giga Kick can race anywhere from 1,000 metres up to, you know, 1,500. Uh, Alligator Blood and Mr. Brightside, they're anywhere from 1,400 up to 2,000 plus. Without a fight, it's anywhere from the mile to 3,200. Uh, and Fangirl, we just know how versatile she is. She <laughs> saved my hair earlier um, this spring. She can go anywhere from 1,400 to probably 1,800 to 2,000 maybe on her day. But, uh, yeah, I would say Fangirl, Giga Kick, uh, Mr. Brightside, Alligator Blood, and without a fight in no particular order would be my best five horses in the country right now. A couple running this weekend as well. Yeah, and interestingly, I haven't tipped them. Ooh, oh. <laughs> a little bit of a hint to the Memsey Stakes chat later. Um, let's move on. Uh, Uncle Camo says, how many group ones slash big races will Giga Kick and I Wish I Win win this spring? Uh, Giga Kick, at least two to three. And I Wish I Win maximum one, maybe, purely because I think it's just going to run into Giga Kick everywhere it goes, except <laughs> for this weekend. Uh, this will be the one. <laughs> has a chance to get away from Giga Kick this weekend in the Memsey Stakes. Other than that, they'll probably meet just about everywhere they go, whether it's um, the lead-ups to the Everest and then, of course, the Everest. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say that probably this weekend and then wherever I wish I win goes after the Everest because Giga Kick's probably going to be targeting uh, the Golden Eagle, which I wish I win one last year and can't race again in this year is probably its opportunity. So I would say Giga Kick, two to three, I wish I win just the one, I would think. All right. Uh, last one here from Your Mum's Your Dad. Great name. <laughs> Uh, what did you think of Francesco Gardi's run in the Winx Stakes and how will he go this spring? Francesco Gardi, uh, great run, uh, was strong through the line. It's all it needed to be. It was just blowing out the cobwebs. Francesco Gardi, never going to win in that sort of setup on that track with that field. 1400 was pure fitness run to build towards the Cups later. We're going to be seeing him you know, all through Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup. Chris Waller, that's his top seed for those sort of races. He's going to be having him at his peak performance come Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup race days. Do I think he wins? Probably not currently. I always tend to lead towards the uh, internationals in those sort of races, but he's probably the top Aussie chance, I would say. Francesco Guardi, if you're looking for an Aussie chance in the Cups, he's the one to be getting on. Or in your exotics. Yeah, I'll put him in the exotics. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking more internationals for the Cups, but definitely Francesco Guardi should be the best Aussie chance. Nice. That's that's all your little quick fire questions there from all your listeners. Alrighty. Do you have anything else to say before we head to the rundown? Let's get into it. All right. Before we head to the rundown, let's shout out our good friends at Dabble Aussie Bookie, revolutionising the game of gambling right now. You can head to the Dabble app right now and you can follow the Mock Sports and you can get on every single tip we give in this podcast by just the click of a single button. You press that copy bet button, go straight into your bet slip, and you can put on whatever stake you want. Of course, gamble responsibly when doing so, set a deposit limit, and think about what you could be buying instead, punters. But if you click the link in our show notes, or you just go to the Dabble app and download it today, use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up so they know we sent you, and win with us this racing season. All right, punters, track report time. Currently a good four track. However, rain's predicted uh, on Thursday and Friday. Small showers. There's just been a bit of a 
uh, opening of the heavens in the last <laughs> few hours on Wednesday night when we record this big thunderstorm. So Randwick would have copped a few mils there. Uh, but I honestly can't see it being any worse than soft five, soft six uh, on the day. Um, unless the weathermen get it wrong like they have before and the heavens open up on Friday night and tip us into soft seven heavy range. Um, I would say that we should be anywhere from good four to soft five, soft six at worst come race day. I'd be preparing for both just in case, but I'd think you'd you'd want to be on those horses that can probably do it on the dry and maybe if it's a little soggy because don't be surprised if we get a bit of a sticky track come Saturday. Rail goes out four metres the entire circuit, so the leaders could have a slight advantage, but four metres and below, Ranwick still usually plays pretty fair because it's big, it's wide on the turn. Usually when you get into five metres plus, that's when the leaders get a huge advantage at Ranwick. So should play pretty fair on the day, I would think, but monitor that bias throughout the day. As always, we move to race one, 1,400 metres, Midways, always so hard to pick, so it's good to have one that you own in there, and we own different strokes. Uh, shout out to Harrison Reed, OG Mock Crew member is Harrison Reed. He owns different strokes. We've been on him plenty of times before. We know it'll put in an honest effort, so at $8.50 to win and $2.90 to place, each way on different strokes for me on the highway. Oh, the midway, sorry. Couldn't agree more. I'm with you there, Mitchell. Lovely stuff. Uh, he's just come off a year off, but... He's coming back into it. He's, he's, I think it's his third or fourth yes. start now. Third start this prep, I believe. Uh, yes, and I think he's working his way up to getting that first win after his break. Yeah, it looked good when he was last in the midway. I think he's going to put on a good shout here. Yeah. We move to race two. I'll probably just go with Wizard of Oz here straight to the point. Uh, he's been running very solidly this prep without winning. He's running the likes of Iron Will, who he meets here again, and Overlord, both of whom have just had more kick than him on the day. I think uh, he'll look the winner for a long time. I hope he manages to hold on. $8 to win, $2.40 to place each way on Wizard of Oz for me in the highway. Uh, me too, once again. Oh, great minds think alike. Double hunters. up from us. Uh, it's good that he's getting back to the 1,200 here. He was just beaten over the 1,300 last start. And yeah, he's just looking like he's improving with every race. Fair enough. Uh, we move to race three. Got a bit to say about this one. Uh, the 1100 meter mark, I believe. Wave right up, boy. Probably going to prove hard to beat here. I think with that very consistent record of one win and four second placings this prep. However, um, you got an unbeaten horse. You're dancing alone. Beware the unbeaten horse. Um, really, has it beaten anybody? No. It's been running around the provincials, but the times and sectionals have been really good, jumping off the page. So. Sh- has earned the jump to Saturday grade here and should be favourite. Draws to do no work. Nash can do whatever he pleases with her. However, $1.90, that's real short. Really, really short. I expected a drift, but still too short for me. Um, oh, well, Claire's just showed me. Already <laughs> drifted back over $2, but still, I'm looking at Rainbeal here. $21 to win, $4.40 to place. Um could be a very big roughy play here. Cheeky each way play on Rainbow. I don't usually go this rough, but we've seen this movie before. Punters, a, a underappreciated horse gets taken in by Joe Pride and absolutely gets turned around. Maria Mia, anyone? Mm. Seriously. So I think Maria Mia 2.0 could come out here with Rainbow. The trials have been fantastic. She was up there with some of the best in her age group when she was running, you know, at her peak performances, 
Um, she's just gone off, you know, gone off a cliff recently. But Joe Pride brings her in, trialing great. Schiller on. I mean, maybe falls flat on her face, but at $21, <laughs> I kind of want to find out. Take a chance. I want to take a chance. I missed the Maria Mayer hype. I kind of want to get in before it, uh, you know, get in on the ground floor if Rainville is going to be turned around. So, Rainville for me. Uh, I'm on the 10, Tintooki. $10 a win. Not a surprise. 270 a place. Uh, well, it's in my black book. Can't go against it. Also tipped it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And it won. Yes. I think that was in the last race, it though. It was. Yeah, earlier on in the day here. Um, yeah, I was very excited about that. Uh, unlike last time, when, yeah, you, if you remember, in my black book it says she needs 1,200 metres. This race, only 100 metres less, but still... I reckon could get it done. Yeah, I'm I'm prepared to back her again. What was the price? Ten dollars a win, two seventy place. So it'd yeah, be good to win again. Like as long as she can just get going a bit earlier, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Race four. A lot of horses to go to the front here, and one of them who will have to do a bit of work from the wide draw. Granted, but I think he should be just fine. <laughs> pun definitely intended there, punters, because I'm on just fine. Um, <laughs> European import for the Waterhouse and Bot Camp, who was beaten Dubai Honor before over in Europe. So big form lines here. Uh, trial was excellent. I think the wide barrier could just be giving us a bigger price here. I think runs very well, goes you know towards the front and will be hard to run down if it gets its head in front towards the end stage. So just fine for me in the fourth at $7 to win and $2.45 to place each way. Uh, I'm on perfect thought here Lovely. number six. Second up this week, getting back out to 1,600, which he has produced a win out before. Uh, he's due to have a nice win to get him back into racing this spring, and he is actually out of barrier one, so that could be nice compared to what you just said. Yeah, I'm out wide. I'm out wide. You're on the Fleet fence. opposites. Yes. But um, shall we move on to race five? Let's do it. All right, 2,400 metres here. I think Hosier could be the one to follow out of that Premier's Cup win. Uh, I think because he gets basically an identical setup, just needs to be able to run the distance. Never run the distance before because um, I think he has a fitness advantage over the rest of the field here uh, off that big win. However, he could potentially be running on Friday in the Wyong Cup. If he does, Serpentine is going to be my tip. He'll uh, definitely be there on Saturday because I don't think he's nominated for the Wyong Cup. So if Hosier goes out, he could end up with a very soft lead even from that wide barrier. And if he does, I think he'll just be able to control the pace. So Hosier at $12 for me. If not, it'll be Serpentine at $7 for me in the fifth. Nice value. Lovely stuff. Uh, I'm on the 14, Kirkaby. $7 a win, $2.45 a place. He's been able to maintain his good form his last few starts, and he's had a fair bit of weight on his back. Uh, with Kathy O'Hara on board, he gets a massive drop, and he should be able to put them away here. Fair enough. Uh, race six we go to now, uh, 1,200 metres, another one of the Princess uh, series here with all the um, three-year-old girls going around. Zardozzi is a real interesting one for me. They seem to be pressing on with her in these early Princess series sprints, whereas I think she should have been put on ice for the 1,400-metre T-Rows and 1,600-metre flight stakes later on in the spring because um, I feel like she's just not a sprinter. I feel like she is mile plus. Um, however, I mean... Cummings is a genius. He could come out here and she could 
fly down the outside and uh, win at a big price, but she was very plain at that 1,200-metre um, distance last start. Someone who wasn't plain was Kim Mochi. Flew home. She seems to have returned absolutely super. Lightly raced. Gets a similar setup. She should be getting home the quickest, I think. Platinum Jubilee, I will mention. Mock favourite here. Also a big chance. She should improve second up, but it's going to be Kamochi for me at $3.50 in the sixth. Claire, who are you on and why? Uh, I am on Autumn Ballet, mainly because of her last start a couple of weeks ago. Very surprising. I think it took us all by surprise. Winning at about like 20 bucks, I think. $14, I think. $14. Yeah. Um, she just came over really strongly over the top of them and I'm not surprised it's just at $6 here because it's basically the exact same as last, well, two weeks ago. Fair enough. Anything else to say? Nope. All right, let's head to the seventh. The big talking point of the day, 1,000 metres, Concord Stakes. Now, my goodness, I have a lot to say about this race. To bet on the strip or to not bet on the strip? That is the question, Claire. Uh... He looked back to his old self in his trials. He was winning with just a jog. He looked like he's got his old engine under the hood, but is he the same horse since he went to Europe? I say no. I agree. I say no, he's not the same horse. But for the first time, Claire, for the first time, Nature Strip is the underdog here. He's coming from under. He's yet to have an Everest slot. Usually he comes in the spring, Everest slot already locked in. Doesn't have one already. So he needs to come out here and he needs to make a statement. He's working for it. He's working for <laughs> it. He needs to make a statement that he can still hack it and he can get an Everest slot. Otherwise, there's just no point. So Waller's going to have him at his absolute best. Whether or not his best is as good as it used to be, that remains to be seen. But Waller wouldn't run him if he didn't have absolutely 100% under the tank because he needs to run to his best. More on that a little later as I go through the other runners. Um, Eduardo will make sure to challenge him all the way because they've drawn completely opposite. Strips out in the car park. Eduardo's drawn almost the fence. He is going to make sure to try and repeat the Everest when they go head-to-head around that corner and tires Nature Strip out because he's wide, no cover, in that speed battle. Strip might have to take a bit of a sit here, something he doesn't love doing. We know he can. We didn't think he used to be able to, but he can do it. He's proven it. I believe he proved that in this start last year. However, he doesn't love doing it. Usually he likes a lead with no one else around him. Eduardo's going to make sure that doesn't happen. Then we've got In Secret, the next generation. She could just give him windburn down the straight if she sits off this hectic pace that the leaders could set. She's untried at 1,000. People say she's strictly 1,200 horse, but she is the next generation. She's super quick. She could definitely um, win this race. Remark is another one that I could think could prove an upset here, make a statement, try and get an Everest slot, just like in secret, sit off that pace and then run past him in the straight. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but, I mean... I have to be on Nature Strip. Over a 1,000, I think he has their measure, despite the fact he's not the same horse. Plain and simple, punters, Nature Strip has to win this weekend or he'll probably retire. Because if he doesn't win this weekend, he won't be getting an Everest slot. And he, if there's no Everest slot, there's no point. So they'll probably retire him if he doesn't win this weekend. So Waller and McDonald are going to put every effort possible into Nature Strip to make sure he runs to his peak performance that he has left under the hood and can get the job done. I think it'll be very close to the line, 
I think it'll be extremely close to the line. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a photo finish that's just a hair away with Nature Strip getting up. But it's plain and simple. No win this weekend. Nature Strip retires. $2.80. I'm on him. I hope he gets up. Let's go the strip. Sorry if this is any offense, but I'm not on the strip, as you probably would have guessed. Fair enough. <laughs> Although that's one of the roughest prices I've seen him, to be fair. Isn't he usually like the dollar eighty, two dollar range? Strip? Yeah. Yes, but because he's not the same horse, I, he's he's drifting oh, that reminds me. He's two dollars thirty right now. I think he's more. Two dollars eighty. What did I just say? Three dollars ten. Three dollars ten. He's come out. I said two dollars eighty. That's because I did the form earlier in the day. I was gonna say Wait, punters, he's going to drift, <laughs> and he already has, 30 cents since I did my form. He's going to drift. If you want a price about Nature Strip, I think you can get him 350 plus on race day. In Secret's going to come in and be firm favorite by race, I think. Um, so if you want to bet on Nature Strip, wait is my opinion. Sorry, back to you, Claire. Damn, maybe I should be getting on mine now. I'm on In Secret. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if anyone's going to do it, she's the one to beat the big boys. Um even though she has never run the 1,000, I definitely would be keeping an eye on her in this one. So in secret for you? Definitely in secret. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd love to see it, but, I'd, oh, God, I'd love to see Strip get up. <laughs> oh, it could be his swan even song. Eduardo. I'd be happy to see oh, Eduardo. Oh, Ed, old Eddie boy. He could yeah. definitely give him a run for their money, especially with that draw. Yeah. He'll ping out of the barriers. He'll make sure Nature Strip has to work for it. So um, very, very interesting stuff. We move to race eight. Uh, I'll be quicker in this one, punters, I promise. <laughs> Think it over. Ran excellently in his return in the Wink Stakes. Um, never looked like a winner because he got crowded by Zaki and, you know, got stuck in a bit of traffic there. But if he gets clear under the line, wouldn't be shocked if he gets up here and I'd love to see it. He was an amazing horse in his day a year and a half ago. Now that he's back, I really want to see him go on a bit of a streak. Um, However, the price is not one I'm loving with Think It Over, around $2.30, I think, currently. Not loving that. I think Montefilia and Hinged, both at the $4.60 mark, are better betting propositions here. Um, Hinged and Montefilia, they both closed off extremely well in that wink stakes. Um, Hinged wants it as wet as possible. Montefilia wants it as dry as possible. And I think we're going to get that dry as possible. So that's why I've... Um, leaned towards Montefilia here. J-Mac uh, would have also had a choice of either of Hinged or Montefilia, <laughs> and he's gone Montefilia, which means probably he and Walla are more convinced that uh, Monty has the better chance. So $4.60, Montefilia is going to be my pick in race eight. Uh, for me, I'm all about Hinged. No surprises there. <laughs> Big fan. Uh, I was on her two weeks ago, as you know. Just missed out on getting me some points in the tip-off to kick off the season. But, yeah, she loves the second start. She's won three from five in her career. Yeah, I think I think she'll win this one easily. I think we'll get into a soft track. Fair enough. Uh, we move to race nine, the tramway stakes. Going to put it out there quickly. It's a mock horse, Democracy Manifest, $41. Not my tip, but put him in your exotics. I think this is his biggest test to date. He's never really run around with this caliber of horse, but I think he'll be launching at the line late. A mock horse? Uh, yeah, we back him every start. Oh, I thought you meant you owned him. No, 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 I wish. <laughs> Um, succulent Chinese meals for everyone if we own <laughs> Democracy Manifest. But uh, he'll launch late. Uh, I can easily see him getting in the top four. Uh, winning would be a big shock. But at $41, I might have a cheeky little each-way player there, but definitely on the place and the exotics. My tip, though, is going to be Pericles. I think, you know, looked fantastic, winning strongly last start. Um, you know, it, I think he's the one to follow. I think he's going to have a big prep if they 
place him in the right races. I mentioned, um, I don't know if it was, it would have been on the website. Yeah, he, not a horse that should be at the, t- the 2,000, 2,400 metres as he was last prep. I think he's pure 1,400 to 1,800. So if Cummings is placing, placing him in these right races going forward, I think he's going to be um, not the next Animo, but probably the next big star for the Cummings camp. Um Looking around him, Olentia, I will mention, very short favourite, deserves to be untapped, lightly raced, has big, big potential. But I think from a betting point of view, you can get Pericles to place for the exact same price. So $6 to win, $2 to 10 to place each way on Pericles. I just think, you know, Zach Lloyd will give him a peach, has a chance to get another group win under his belt. Pericles for me. Uh, very quick one from me. I'm on Hope in Your Heart. Uh, a nice price, $9.50 a win, two ninety a place. Um, she's resuming and has really good first up form, so happy about that. And she's definitely well proven over this distance, and I think she's up to the task at a very nice price. Fair enough. As we move into the last, I'll be straight to the point. It's you know not very fun being on a favourite in the last of the day, but I just have to be Gaza Blanco. I'm very confident in his chances. I just love the way he goes about his business. Um, he's pretty simple. He's a very intelligent horse. He's just jumped sit a part of the pack, and when he gets a clear line at the right time, he's just go, go, go. Uh, was just outrun by um, Smashing Eagle last start, who proceeded to run very well uh, last weekend for a um, very strong second placing, I believe, he got in the end. Um, so, yeah, um, I think the form has been specced. Garza Blanca should be the best horse in the race, and he'll hopefully run like it at $2.45. Very confident Garza Blanca gets the chockies in the last. You may have a very boring last race, but I am. Mine's very exciting. Tell us more. Uh, an omen bet here and a black booker, of course. Our last cash. Oh, goodness me. On behalf of you, my good sir. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. Every time there's a horse with cash in the name, you've got to back it for Mitchell. Thank you. Um, I black booked him after his last start where he blitzed him at the fle- at um Flemington earlier this month. Um, Yeah. That's all I really have to say. Nice price to end the day for Miss Mock. Yep. <laughs> all righty. Um, before we head to the great tip-off, of course, shout out to our good friends at Sippy, the ch- the beer of choice for the Mocks this spring carnival. It tastes like you're not going to work tomorrow. Head to sippy.com.au to get your product today. They've also got a lot of good merch as well. Very, very fashionable merch. So if you're into your, your beer merch, Head to sippy.com.au to get some now. They've got hats, T-shirts, hoodies. Head there before they sell out. And, of course, when you're drinking 18+, plus, do it responsibly, please. Um, now, we head to the great tip-off, Claire. We didn't have it last week. It's back this week. Thank God. Very, very interesting race to unpack, the Memsey Stakes. But before we do so, let's get into the key stats and facts. The punters loved it for the wing stakes. <laughs> Um, so let's get into it. All right. So here are the key facts and stats that you need to know before making your pick in the Memsey stakes. 13 of the last 34 winners have been first up runners, whereas 16 of the last 34 have been second up. The key lead up race to the Memsey stakes is the PB Lawrence stakes, which is the exact same weight for age 1400 meter setup at Caulfield run two weeks prior. That race was won by Mr. Brightside. Historically, horses who have won there run well in the Memsey stakes. Five out of the last eight winners have been six years old. 
Only one winner has come from a barrier wider than 10 in the last 20 years. And barriers four and five share the most winners in the last 20 years with seven wins each. That is not true. Sorry. I've misread that. Only one winner has come from a barrier wider than 10 in the last 20 years. The most successful barriers in history are barriers five and four with seven wins each. Clear that up. (laughs) 14 of the last 20 winners have not come from five and four. History. The most popular barriers in history have been four and five. My goodness me. At least you corrected yourself. Yes. (laughs) And the final stat. This is not a race for the Ruffies. Nine of the last 16 winners have been the field favourites and the longest price winner in over 60 years has just paid $21. So it is very much so a short horse race. Sad. Sad for you because you love your Ruffies. Yes. Uh, but that's the key stats and facts. So we know that it's not a race for the roughies. We know that, you know, if you draw on the inside, it's definitely a advantage, especially if you're in barriers four or five. Uh, the six-year-olds usually go good. A three-year-old actually hasn't won in, I think, the last 60 years as well, not since a very long time. Three-year-olds don't often race here. That's probably why. Um, but, yeah, four, five, and six make up Any the winners. Most uh, Seven-year-old, I believe. There's been a couple of seven-year-olds, a couple of eight-year-olds in the last 30 years, but mostly four, five, and six with six-year-olds being the most popular. As I said, five out of the last eight have all been six years old. All right, the Memsey Stakes, let's discuss it. Um, I'm just going to go through the field here. Let me get it up because, my okay. goodness me, it is absolutely stacked. Thank you, Miss Mock. Um, Mr. Brightside, I wish I win. Alligator Blood. Nonconformist, Aegon, The Inevitable, Western Empire, Bandersnatch, Duke de Cessa, Osipenko, Bank Moir, Amnable, Princess Grace, Anavisto, and Steinem. All very talented in their own right. All could probably get up and win if they get the run, run of the race, apart from maybe a couple there, like Nonconformist, I'm putting a pen through them purely because has bigger fish to fry at much longer distances. Um... A couple others that I'm not loving. Bandersnatch. Uh, Bandersnatch, <laughs> Western Empire. The The interesting thing with the Memsey Stakes, guys, is it's often run with a field that's combined of sprinters at their peak distance, milers just having a little bit of a fitness run before they hit their peak, and stayers running first up to just blow out the cobwebs, much like Francesco Guardi in the wing stakes a couple of weeks ago. Um, so you got to find the right horse that's going to be fit enough and actually there to win. Often horses don't actually go here to win. They're just there for fitness. So when it comes to serious winning chances, I've narrowed it down to five. That's I Wish I Win, Alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside, Osipenko, and Princess Grace. Um, thanks to the draw, it's thrown out an incredible finish potentially because you've got Alligator Blood and Brightside they're out in the car park, mm. absolute car park. Um, you know, Alligator Blood probably goes to the front. Mm. Does Mr. Brightside cart across with him and then jump on his tail? If he does, I think it's Brightside's race to lose. If he doesn't, it's anyone's game. Uh, but we know no one usually wins from outside Barrier 10, especially not 14 and 15. Well, in history. That's the historical fact. <laughs> but I think if any horses are going to buck that trend, it's going to be these 
like I said, they're two of the best horses in the country. I'm not tipping them, but on their day, <laughs> they are outstanding. I know that probably sounds really dumb, but yeah. I mean, I just think that they're set up. The setup out there wide, I just, I thought, I think. It irks you. <laughs> I don't know. I think Princess Grace and Osipenko have, with the better draws. You like the odds as well. Uh, and the value <laughs> odds. I think they're the better bets to have here. Um going to pick an upset here. I'm thinking a Chris Waller winner wins the Memsey Stakes. Um, I have my eye on Osipenko and Princess Grace. They were both so, so good in the wing stakes. They both um, were really strong through the line, especially Princess Grace, like I said the other week. They both draw to do little work with top jockeys. Blake Shin is the best jockey in Melbourne at the moment. He's on Princess Grace. Um, and that's why I'm going to be on here. She was phenomenal first up. She gets a clear run of the line. Shin on. She can chase him down. I reckon she can park off the back of alligator blood and just gun him down in the straight. $10 to win, $3 to place. I think Princess Grace is a great each way bet to potentially cause a bit of a upset here over the likes of I Wish I Win, Alligator Blood and Mr. Brightside who are all $5 or less. So I'm on Princess Grace. She did nearly get you to shave your head as well. She did. <laughs> I'm, I'm on her. I think she only runs well in my opinion. Uh, I am on Alligator Blood, one of my... Favourite horses. Fair enough. Uh, it's currently at $5 a win and one ninety five a place. He's perform- He's been performing really well in his trials leading up to this. Um, and he also has a really good record running 1,400. But, you know, the draw kind of scares me a little bit. If anyone's going to buck that trend, it's going to be Alligator exactly, Black. Exactly. Like, 100%. Very impressive horse. Um, yeah, I reckon he'll get it done. Yeah, beast of an animal. Nick's just texted me. He is on it from London. He's gone, mate, the blood. <laughs> who else? The blood is who Nick is on in the Memphis stakes. Um, he also agrees. Like, if anyone's going to win from that wide out, the blood, straight to the front, Timmy Clark, he reckons he'll absolutely fly away with it. Going around the turn, Timmy Clark gets stuck into him, goes all the way with it. Um so we move from the great tip-off, Claire, into around the grounds. I'll go through mine quickly. They're all at Caulfield. Uh, Chalton Lane, I believe, in the fourth. Let me confirm for you, punters. Jeez, I probably should have written it down in my notes. The second. Chalton Lane in the second here at $4.50. Mark Zara on board for the Mayor and Uses team. I think he's the horse to follow in these early spring benchmark races. He's been running excellently, including a recent win in Sydney. $4.50 there. Uh, Cy is a horse with a big price in the eighth. $16 to win, $4 to place each way on Cy. She's beaten very, very little to date, but she will have a fitness edge over a lot of these who are here first up. She continues to rise through the grades well. Carlin Heffel absolutely flying right now. I think she can find her way into the money. And then we finish with Kalino, a classic mock horse here. We back him every start. Waller taking him down to Melbourne to see how he goes left-handed. Potentially could be the making of him. $4.60 has me absolutely drooling Kalino all the way to finish off the day at Caulfield. Claire, who have you got? Just two from around the grounds today. Uh, Morpheville Race 4, I have a black booker. The comment just says the word sizzles. So... Do what you will with that information. Very descriptive. <laughs> it is. Sizzles down the outside. Uh, yeah, should be finishing quickly down the outside. And, yeah, I reckon Sophie Logan on board as well. Very good apprentice over in um, Morpherville. She wins a few races over there. And then to Caulfield, race six, number two, Emissary. $8 a win, 280 a place. I was on him in the cup last year when he was just 
couldn't get going enough in the last and straight. But I'm on him again. I love him. And yeah, I think I think he'll produce a win like he did in this race last year. Lovely stuff. Yes. Alrighty. Uh best bet time. Your best bet around the country. If you're gonna have one bet, who would it be and why? Hinged. Hinged? One word, just hinged. Hinged. That's all you need. That's all you need. Very convincing. Hinged. Hinged. Hinged is all you need for Miss Mock. She's very convinced <laughs> that uh gets away from Animo, gets away from fangirl, it's hinged time to shine. Yes. Um I'm with Gaza Blanca. I said pretty much all I needed to say there at the end of that rundown. I'm very confident the way he goes about it. I think he'll just um stalk him, stalk the chasing pack, go around that turn. Once the, the whip hits his behind and he gets going. I think he'll be very, very hard to beat. $2.45 there's my best bet. Uh, Nick texts me. He only has one other tip on the day, and that's different strokes. So all three of us are on different strokes. That's not his best bet. He's yet to find his best bet. He will text it to me um, soon, and Keep we will put it up out. on the socials. At the Mock Sports on Instagram, keep an eye out for his best bet. Um, apart from that, Claire, of course, the quaddy. We've got in race seven, Nature Strip. And in secret, our tips. But we've covered Remark and Eduardo just in case a bit of an upset happens. Race 8, we've got Think It Over, Montefilia, Hinged, and Mawanga. Race 9, Olentia, Pericles, Going Global, and Hope in Your Heart. Then race 10, you've got Gaza Blanca, Time to Boogie, Tri-State, and Our Last Cash. As always, the classic mock four in each race. $50 gets you 19.5%. And my goodness, if a few of those value picks get up, it would be very nice Leaning to up hit. for the day. I would love to see, you know, a good uh, Nature Strip, Montefilia, Pericles into mm. uh, our last cash. Oh, I thought you were going to say because they're all your tips. They are all my tips. <laughs> Except for the last Like Gaza Blank is my best bet. I really wanted to win. But if anyone's going to win in that last race, our last cash for the quaddy would be really nice. So if, if, You're welcome. If Gaza Blank is going to come second, I'd love it to be to our last cash. Nice but Quinella. I'm very confident that he wins. So maybe we'll have to pick up value elsewhere. Just saying. But um, apart from that, punters, time to say goodbyes to Miss Mock. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, uh, she's done well. I must admit, she's done very, very well. Um, you know, for the highs and lows in two weeks on the podcast, she's gone been through it all big wins and big losses. And as you said <laughs> earlier, that's punting. Um, but next week, Nick is going to be back. And my goodness me, once he lands on that tarmac, we're going to be off to the races, both figuratively and literally. Um, we all know that this is the year of the mock and that was put on hold for a couple months while we went and gallivanted around Europe, but we're going to be back both mocks in Australia working super hard to bring you some of the best sports and racing content in the country. We're going to be trying to get plenty of interviews with jockeys, AFL players, NRL players, uh, cricket players, sports stars, journalists, everyone and anyone that wants to jump on and give us some insight into what makes them tick. Um, we'll be happy to do so. Uh, let us know any content you want us to do, more comedy stuff. You've been loving some of the comedy <laughs> stuff lately. Um, more roaming mock at the races, roaming mock at the footy even. Just let us know what you want us to see and Nick and I will get it done leading into, you know, a big, big tail end of the spring. Nick will have 12 episodes to really sink his teeth in and back plenty of winners. Um, maybe we'll even get Miss Mock on, maybe for the Melbourne Cup, potentially. Potentially, no guarantees. But you can always keep an eye out on the website. Keep an eye out on themocksports.com.au and our socials at themocksports for all of Claire's tips going forward. Hopefully, she finishes off with a bang with a few wins here. Yes. All right, punters. 
Good luck this week. Make sure to gamble responsibly, set a deposit limit, and think about what you could be buying instead. We'll see you next week. Both Cashy and Nick back behind the desk once again. See you, punters. Go Hinged.